Hi everyone, it's uh, Jonathan again, uh, back for our Precursive podcast series. Um, I'm delighted today to be joined by uh, the legendary uh, Mr. Nick Mehta from Gainsight, who, by the way, I, Nick, I've worn some fancy shoes in your honor. Uh, oh, as well. Wow. Uh, now, now I, I haven't been able to wear my nice shoes for a long time. I'm wearing, I'm, I'm wearing, luckily you can only see the, the top of my wardrobe. So I'm just, yeah, I think yeah. I'm just wearing shorts right now. <laughs> I get dressed in the morning. So I, I get fully dressed up in the morning. I wear nice clothes. Oh, that's good. It's one of the things that's, that's, that's keeping, keeping things going. So uh, greatly appreciate Great. you, you joining us. Um, so let's get going. So for those of us that, or for, for those of the uh, people listening who aren't familiar with Gainsight, do you mind giving a bit of background to Gainsight and then your role at the business, please, if you don't mind? Sure. Yeah. So Gainsight, uh, we are, uh, our mission is to help companies really change the way they think about their customers. Uh, and we think that that's a, a critical mission because of this change in business model companies have gone through moving to SaaS and cloud and subscription models. You can't sell to your customers and then expect they'll call you when they need help. You need to be proactive with them. That's called customer success. And our company is trying to help businesses transform how they think about their customers across all functions. So we build software for customer success teams to help them scale. We build software for product teams to help yep. them build better product experiences for sales teams to improve renewals and expansion. Uh, and then my role is I'm CEO. So I guess I cause trouble, um, ask questions, uh, try to make funny videos every now and then. Yeah, yeah, no, good man, good man. And 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 what about before Gainsight? Give us a little bit of, on the your your background yeah. before before Gainsight. So before Gainsight, I, I almost feel like I was sort of being prepared for Gainsight. It's sort of right. interesting how things happen in your life. I worked in on-premise software, so where our customers paid us all up front, and we couldn't see how they use our products. I was at a company called Symantec, where I ran a division there, and then I. Um, ran a SaaS company, software as a service company, my first co company in the cloud uh, called Live Office, which I ran and then eventually sold back to Symantec actually. And in running that company, what I realized was when you're the CEO of an on-premise company in the traditional model, you can focus just on building product and selling it, building product and selling it. Yeah. But when you're in a cloud company, you've got to focus on that whole customer life cycle and in particular that post-sale journey. And so my experience at Live Office, where I spent a lot of time on customer success, led me to what I do now at Gainsight, which is now about seven and a half years in the making. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've heard that Silicon Valley proverb, proverb right, which is uh, leaky buckets don't float. So totally get where you're Yeah, okay. Cool. Um, cool. Well, look, I uh, uh, want to talk a little bit about some of the changes that, that you've seen, given the era that we're, we're living in now, um, obviously a, a very challenging situation for individuals, societies and, and businesses. Um, we're, we're talking about this in terms of like, we call it the new remote reality, right? So talk to mm -hmm. us a little bit about how has Gainsight had to adapt to this environment in terms of you guys internally, for example? Yeah, so we had to adapt and we had to help our customers adapt. I think I'll say up front, Jonathan, I know you, you feel the same way that the level of adaptation we've had to do, the challenges we've had are, are trivial compared to what so many people are suffering with, with health issues, with lost jobs, with you know, issues in government. So I would say that we are very privileged and, and fortunate to be dealing with much smaller problems than a lot of people. But within our world, and I think within a lot of software companies' world, uh, we, we thought that there was sort of almost like a, think of like a Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if you're familiar with psychology, of a pyramid of what needed to happen in our business. And I think actually for a lot of companies as well. So in our business, when we thought about it, 
at the bottom level, every company, every CEO, every CFO had to make sure that your business is going to be financially durable through this crisis. Now, we are fortunate. We're a recurring revenue business. We're significant scale. We have a lot of cash on the balance sheet. So we were fortunate that at a base level, we were good. But we still had to be thoughtful about, okay, what's the new projections on revenue and the different scenarios with the economy and things like that. So, of course, we did all that modeling, lots of spreadsheets. Yep. Then the next level was, okay, how do we make sure our team is feeling safe and sane and healthy through all of this? And so we spent a lot of time with the t- on the team and the families around our team and also our community around us. A lot of things we did from obviously tremendous amount of communication. I have like a daily Slack post of my di- quarant- what I call quarantine diaries. I have a weekly email to the company. We have a weekly video. We have a daily video huddle. We have all these things that we do to just keep people connected and not yeah. just the work stuff, but literally just bringing your kids into the video and your pets. And like one thing I do every day is I, I try to walk every day uh, and do some calls instead of just video all the time. And yeah, I share yeah. my steps with the empl- employees every day. And yesterday, by the way, 25,000 steps, my all-time high. So that was pretty good. That's 12 and a half Very miles. Walking. So I try to <laughs> all around the neighborhood. We are, we are more, we're allowed to walk a little more freely in Palo Alto, California, oh, okay. and London. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it's easier here. And so then, so keep the employees safe, sane, really help them a challenging time then the third level which actually is kind of ties to my business is we have to make sure to keep uh to support and retain our clients through this now we're fortunate that customer success is become even more existential and you're pricing this too in your business due to this downturn because companies can't sell as much new stuff as they used to so their existing clients are all they've got so we've got to keep our clients we also have to help our clients keep their clients so it's a very kind of recursive thing so party number three was keeping our clients Priority number four is then obviously we want to keep getting new clients as well, just like you do. And what we found was that our message um, is really resonating, especially if we get it very focused on the fact that today retention is like the new growth, right? Like in the old world, it's a new sales. Now it's retention. Actually, that quote came originally from the CEO of Adobe and he said it pre-COVID, but it's more applicable now. And so we've spent a lot of time on, okay, how do we have the right message, the right packages, in some cases, giving clients offers to let them do more with Gainsight without spending more money short term, right? Because they're in tough, tough financial situation. Yeah. Some verticals are doing really well. So focusing on those verticals that are doing well. And then finally, at the top of the pyramid are all of the strategic initiatives we want to keep doing around our product and evolution and you know, all those things that we're going to keep doing. But obviously, you have to make sure the bottom of that pyramid is solid before you do the things on the top. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think that like maintenance, I'm talking to people like you all the time, right? And, and the word that I'm hearing a lot is like maintenance. It's like, how do we maintain yeah. what we have? Maintain. So, so, you know, customer success is the new sales, right? Um, uh, you know, for, for, for totally. many businesses. And, and I think companies are very quickly figuring out in some cases that they don't really know how to do it that well. And so they need to get their arms around it. So very useful. We, one, note on that, one, one note on that is we, we released a... Um, in our product, we have this thing called Solutions Marketplace where you can get sample kind of templates like uh, sample scorecards and playbooks. And so we released a whole bunch of stuff on COVID-19. So how do you track your customers that are affected? How do you project renewals? And it got amazing uptick because everyone's trying to figure out how to handle all this right right now. So yeah, I totally agree with what you said. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to Sean Smith, who you know from Imperio, um, on on one of these things. And one of the things he was talking about was the importance of that kind of sensitive communications, both internally, obviously with his team, but also externally with customers at this time. Um, 
Totally. Would also like to understand though on your side, like what, what are some of the unexpected things that you've, you've found from, from this remote working environment? Yeah, so I mean, one unexpected thing is that, um, is that although in some ways uh, video and working from home separates us more, in other ways it's bringing us together more than ever. So yeah. you and I, before we started recording this Zoom, had a conversation about the art in your house the kids, yeah. the young kids you have, right? Yeah. Where you're working from, right? Um, I see our employees' children more than I've ever seen them. I yeah. see their pets. I see their houses. I, when I talk to a customer now, and I, I've never met them before I get on Zoom, we can more quickly get to real life talk. Uh, I was on the uh, video with a customer last, a potential customer last week in Atlanta uh, in the U.S. And um, we, were spent, we, we went 20 minutes. We'd never met each other. 20 minutes before we talked about work. Uh, yeah. It was amazing. And we actually only had a 30 minutes booked. We we're like, oh, we better talk about the work stuff. But we were 20 minutes talking about her, how she hasn't been able to see her sister and how she, her, some of her friends are scared. And so people are more human than they've ever been, despite the isolation. Yeah, yeah. And you, you are, uh, you're very big on the human first piece. And I think that's, that's coming through, right? I mean, I think whilst in some ways, some of these work days can be exhausting because you're doing so much you're actually trying to connect with people a lot more. And I think emotionally that's taking, that's taking some things out of people. Um, you're, you're yeah. you know, one of the things I think, you know, I, I love about Gainsight and um, we've talked about it before is, is culture. And culture is a huge thing in customer success. It's not something you can fake. You can't fake caring about making your system customers successful. How has it been sort of trying to maintain the culture internally uh, for you guys? Yeah, it's a great question. I think that uh, where it comes up is um, really, I, I, I use this human first term a lot, um, yeah. and human first applies to how you should think about your customers. So it's not a company, it's a bunch of people at the company, right? And yeah. those people right now, your customer, are anxious. They may have just lost, some of their friends may have lost their jobs. They may be worried about the future of the company. Their customers may be putting pressure on them. And so really trying to humanize their situation. So if they're asking for relief in terms of payments, on one hand, you could say, oh, we got to play hardball with them and see the best thing we can get. On the other hand, you could say, well, no, they're a human being trying to wrestle through this challenging time. Let's try to understand what their situation is, find a way to make it work and really trying to humanize it. So I, one very simple thing is don't say the company name, say the person's name, mm. you know? Um, yeah, sure, so some big company, some logo, Who's the human being on that? What's their situation? What are they worried about right now? That's one tip yeah. I'd say. Yeah, whenever I call people, I don't use my surname. Like it's just too formalistic, right? It's just, uh, I'm saying, I'm, it's Jonathan from Precursive. And, yeah, you know. that's great. Um, but um, so, so switching to like the role of, and, and I, we'll keep this brief because obviously you haven't, got, you haven't got all the time in the world because everyone's got a lot going on. But in terms of like the role of customer success, and I want to try and cover a couple of bases, some strategic and then some more like practitioner level stuff that people can use tangibly in their jobs. Just how would you summarize why customer success has grown in importance over the last years? Yeah, so it's, it's been growing very consistently uh, and it's customer success prior to the COVID-19 was the third fastest growing job in the world, according to LinkedIn. Yeah. And it's grown very simplistically because as companies move to, business models where customers have power, then your energy shifts from just being about sales and product development to saying, we got to make these customers successful. And so it's grown as essentially two things have happened. One is more 
startups that have started from a cloud and SaaS perspective from the beginning and more older companies that have moved to those models, right? Like an Adobe, yeah. like yeah. an IBM, like a Microsoft, like a Google, yeah. uh, moving to Google Cloud, right? And so that's driven the growth. Now, why it's kind of skyrocketed in the last month is that companies have slowed down in new sales. Their customers are really scrutinizing spend, right? So customers are looking at every line out and saying, do we really need this? And so customer success is gone from very important to existential in the last, you know, eight weeks. Yeah. And how do you, how do you see that? How do you see that evolution now evolving, evolution evolving? Um, <laughs> how, how, because like you say, I think it's much more important than ever. Um, so how do you see it evolving forwards now in this current environment? Yeah. So, so I think that we're in a, a phase now of just kind of understanding the situation. So everyone's trying to talk to their customers and figure out how they're impacted, find out how they can help in some way, forecast the renewal rate. That's all happening like in real time. Everyone's doing it uh, in mass and trying to get ahead of it. I think what specifically is this is triggered in the CS world is more of what we all knew we needed to do. So we actually had a strategic advisory board for our top 30 customers, some of the biggest companies in the world in customer success, I asked them, what are you doing more of post COVID-19? And it's interesting, it was on a Zoom chat, so you can see all them typing in what they're doing. And if you read what they're doing, it was things like talking to our customers more, increasing adoption, focusing on one-to-many uh, campaigns, managing risk better. These are things that we've always said we want to do in customer success. But what's happened is it's kind of moved to like 2X. If you watch a YouTube video and you click 2X, it's like 2X. Yeah. Everyone is doing it faster now. So it's forcing us to all grow up really quickly. Now, it's interesting. I asked them, what are they doing less of? So I said, what are you doing more of? And the one thing that came up as less was one of the people said, my CEO is asking me less about what the ROI of customer success is. So in other words, there's less of like, why do we need to do this? Why does it matter? One company in this group, this is just 24 hours ago, said they took 10 people from sales and moved them into customer success in the last few weeks. Yep. Because they're saying that's what this is all about. And so what I believe is happening is it's not a lot of new ideas. It's actually all the things we've talked about as a community happening for real now. Okay, cool. Now we'll, we'll have some people working on quote unquote the front line, working directly every day with customers, whether it's CSMs or account managers or professional services teams as some of our uh, customers are or project managers working. What, what would be like a few practical tips for a CSM, for example, at the moment in, in working with clients, what would be some things that you would, you know, broadly advise yeah. them to think about? I'll give you uh, uh, three kind of tips to think about that are pretty tactical. One is uh, your email writing. So, uh, you know, you're writing an email, checking in on them, trying to get a meeting, et cetera. Um, you need to be very, very thoughtful about evolving that as the world evolves, right? So if you think about how quickly the world has evolved in the last 10, 12 weeks, in the beginning of the crisis, an email about, hey, sharing some tips about working from home was genuinely useful. But now if somebody said to you, hey, I'm going to send you some tips on working from home, it's like, I'm a pro at working from home. We all are, yeah. right? And so what's interesting is you may have changed your email templates once a year before. You need to change them once a week. What was relevant a week ago is no longer relevant now, right? And so that's tip number one is review your email templates. Do they seem generic or are they topical? So as an example, right now, as we record this, it's legitimate to be talking about what are their plans for going back to work? People are opening up in certain areas. Those are the things you should be talking about. Number two, 
Um, get really good at some of the tips on video management. Um, so it's not, there's a lot of things you can do in video, but they're not the same as in person. And so as an example, um, because video, when you have a lot of people on a video call, nobody knows whether to speak up or not, right? There's this awkward, like, who's you? Okay, I'd love to hear your feedback. It's like crickets, right? And yeah. so I believe what's, what's very useful, we do it is use the chat feature in you know, Zoom or whatever you use, let people type in their comments and then call on people in your customers. So, uh, hey, I just presented this uh, demo of what we're gonna do in the next release. Tell me what your feedback is, type it in the chat. And then you call on somebody, hey, um, Susan, I saw that you like this. Can you tell us more? And then she unmutes herself, right? So yeah. active moderation in yeah. the video is really important. Another, another example and tip on video, uh, turn off screen sharing uh, after you're done with the presentation. Don't have the slides up the whole time because then you can't see people's faces in big kind of screen like you and I are looking at each other now. Yeah, yeah. You have some time when you have screen sharing off. And then finally, the third tip after the emails and the video is really, really trying to go back and understand the client's business. This is such an age old thing, yeah, but yeah. it's very important now because companies are affected differently by the crisis. There's some companies that help in the education world, like schools and stuff that are shut down because schools are shut down. Some that are doing online education that are booming. So you really need to understand your client's business right now. Yeah, yeah. I've got one for you. And it's, the, it's, it's related to something I can see behind you. Uh, what, was your, what was your football team, American football team, famous for? You're a Steelers fan, I can see. What, 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 were they, what are they very well known for? Well, we're famous for greatness. Uh, in the 1970s, <laughs> the Steelers won four Super Bowls in, in the course of six years. And so that was their kind of great yeah. run. Um, but they're also famous right? for... Or like defense was always very, they were always very famous. Defense has always been the thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And crazy fans like me, but defense, All defense right. is absolutely what they're not well known for. Good, good trivia. So here's my, here's my CS tip that I, I'm going to test whether I'm on something with Nick. So um, I think that there's generally, I think one of the problems in CS sometimes is there's words like retention and renewal. So it automatically emotively leads you to like defense, right? Hence the, yeah. the, 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 the corny um, Steelers link. But I think what CS really needs to be thinking about even now is how you can have genuinely at all times a growth mindset, right? Even yeah. if you've got customers that are saying to you, we've got problems, we might not renew or, or we're facing challenges. You've really got to think about that through the lens of, look, if we can fix this, we can still grow, right? The minute that you get into retrenching and, and kind of that defensive posture, you, you, you're, you're, you're always on the back foot. And so I think whatever businesses can do to promote that growth mindset of there still is opportunity out there. We just need to be sharper and better at communicating value and understanding the needs of clients quicker, as you say, within short periods of time than we perhaps were in the past. Is that fair? Jonathan, I love that. That's a wonderful closing thought because I think that psychology is everything right now. And yep. you work for a company, whoever you are, that adds value in some way. You help your customers. You need to come in with that perspective that you're, you can add value. I do think you need that mindset. Cool. Great point. All right. Thank you, sir. Much appreciated, Nick. Thank you, Jonathan. Really appreciate it. Wonderful all talking right. to you. Thanks for all of you all for right. listening. Take well. care. Thanks. Cheers, everybody.